This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Next Twitter X question. I know that that's really kind of jumping out there. What are the expectations for Jordan Battle this summer? Ooh. Okay, I'm going to set over under. Okay. 49.5% of snaps. Under. Okay, I kind of agree. Like, they're talking about the rotation. I still think it's, unless Nick Scott messes up, and then you could maybe see a lot of Jordan Battle. Because I do think what this means, basically for me in my mind, is like Nick Scott, I think, is a starter still. And I think he's going to play a majority of the snaps. Like, I think he'll play 50-plus percent. But I do think this means that you miss a tackle on Sunday and it leads to, like, a big run. That might be it. Like they could just flip Jordan's job to Jordan's job. And I also think whenever you give a job to a rookie, it feels to me like that guy doesn't get benched unless it goes really bad. See Emmanuel Forbes in Washington. (laughs) I was, I was bad on that, but I'm not giving up on him. No, no, I I wouldn't give up on him either, but my, my agenda lives. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I was hyping that. No, one. it's so early. It's so early. Who cares? Like, like, yeah, he's the one. He's the one they want. I, I like, can't be doing the whole Miles Kirby thing and then say his career is done from five <laughs> games. But it does feel like when Forbes is out there, he misses like two tackles in the same series. That was my, he faced AJ Brown. Like that's the worst matchup in the world for him. And then he faced mm-hmm. DJ Moore, which is like AJ Brown light a little bit with how mm-hmm. big and thick he is. So it's like, yeah, you know, like bad matchup versus then bad matchup back to back. You know, that I, I wouldn't give up on him. But I also think like yeah, this is why I, I preferred a few other guys. Joey Porter Jr. is doing pretty well in Pittsburgh, sadly. He is, he is, and that is surprising. Uh, but we'll go ahead and get to get to another one. Expectations are high, Jordan Battle, and and I I think yeah. this I think it's going to be more of something we see going into bye weekend where Lou is thinking about this defense and and hopefully that he doesn't have to think too much and they perform really well against Seattle's offense. But it it doesn't feel like. Lou is not afraid to make this decision if he feels like he needs to bench, bench Nick Scott and oh goodness and uh, and, and play Jordan Battle. Oh my goodness! Let's go to one more. What is the success rate of teams that run out of shotgun as much as Cincinnati? 
I'll start with the bang. I'm going to take this question literally. Um, let's start with the Bengals' success rate, which is 39.2, which is 18th in the league for their run success rate, which is actually above Cleveland for run success rate. Whoa. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> I just noticed. I mean, Cleveland's close. They're 38.2 and 20th. Um, man, that Nick Chubb injury must be bad because I thought they were really high up there. Anyway, so the other teams that run so much shotgun and run the ball out of it are like Philadelphia, uh, Buffalo, Arizona, and Baltimore. And what do all those teams have in common? Running quarterbacks. They all have quarterback run games, and that's something that the Bengals don't have. So they're all ahead of Cincinnati. I mean, Philadelphia is the second most, and of course they are. They have the best offensive line in the league, et cetera, et cetera. Buffalo's at four, and that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they will use Josh Allen in the run game, though. <clears throat> Arizona's seventh. They were top five before the Bengals game. I remember talking a lot about that. And Baltimore is currently 13th. Really when you can add the quarterback run and add something to it. And that's why they're doing it from shotgun. So they can add in that quarterback run. The Bengals are in shotgun, not to add a quarterback run game, but for their pass game and what they can do off of that. And to make the quarterback more comfortable. So there's your literal success rates. You know, like there are teams that run extremely efficiently second and whatever mm-hmm. else going down that list. Uh, but it's usually because they also add in the quarterback run effect to it. The Bengals can't do that. I do think the Bengals can be very efficient and successful out of the shotgun, though, because that's what happened last year. Let's let's make sure we don't have recency bias with everything here. Um, the Bengals run game last year after they changed to the shotgun approach was top three in both EPA per play and success rate. And I think they can certainly do that again. And it's just... There are other issues, but I, I think they can be successful and stay ahead of the chains with the run game. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of the run game, I was listening to a podcast before we recorded, and it was Paul Daner. It was his Thursday episode on here, that, that podcast growling. He said he brought up Samaje Pirine. He bought, he brought up calling Denver and saying, hey, let's bring a familiar face back. What's it going to cost us? You guys aren't going anywhere. They're probably going to lose the Kansas City Chiefs next. We were recording on a Thursday. Get some in front of Taylor Swift. Front of Taylor Swift. And here, speaking of which, and we're going to make this quick before we get to our predictions. Again, this is a rumor. There's a rumor that she bought a suite at um, Arrowhead for the rest of the season. That means she's going to watch the Bengals. We'll see if it really happens. So that that I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I I want her to see the Bengals and hopefully win and beat her Chiefs. Uh, But uh, but yeah, just a side note. But yes, I think I think. I st- I'm still holding out hope that happens. I'm hearing a little more people kind of getting on board with the Samaj P. Ryan RB2 thing. It makes a lot of sense, but how often have you seen a player get traded back to the team they left in the same year that they left, basically? Well, I guess the, the year after they left. Oh, man. That's my know. one thought. Yeah, You're I can't right. think of like anybody. Like J.C. Jackson, it just happened, but it took two years. Right, Spencer also brought J.C. Jackson, but yeah, it took it 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 took like he took a year, and L.A. was like, "We're gonna figure this out with J.C. Jackson. We just paid him all that money, and this is a lower contract, so maybe that's why it's more tradable." I don't know. That's the only thing that goes through my mind is just like, how often does that happen? Because I feel like there's just that tiny bit of ego with uh, maybe the general manager of the Bengals, where he's just Duke, is kind of like, "No, no, no. These guys will figure it out." Like I knew when I let him go 
and I didn't want to reach that price point, I knew these guys would figure it out or something like that. I don't know. I, people they are people. wanted him. They wanted him yeah. to stay in Cincinnati. They did. They did. But they, didn't they also, or did they offer the same contract? Was it was the same. It was the same money. Okay. Samaja just went there because Javante's hurt and he knows he could maybe actually take the. Okay. Gotcha. My guy, Julio McLaughlin, who went to Youngstown State. <laughs> Seems look, like look, the best I, running back for me. At the end of the day, I don't see that happening. I, it's just kind me of fun to because they won't the, they won't go draft capital. Yeah, know. and the, the Bears just had the whole thing uh, as well, and that was like Deontay Foreman. I don't know. He seems like the Sabaje P. Ryan type, big bruiser. I just don't know if he can run out of the shotgun. Yeah, so I don't see that happening. I do think they're going to roll with Witches Brown and maybe Travion. We'll see what that looks like. Uh, but hopefully, go ahead. I'm going to ask you one more. Do you think that they? I think it's only fans that keep bringing this stuff up. Do you think they they look at any free agents? If it continues to be bad, they don't trust anybody. No, don't either. Like people keep bringing up Lenny Fournette, and I'm like, no, no, no. I think I think, I think I think Leonard's done. At the same time, I thought Josh Norman was done. <laughs> Just signed with the Bills. Playoff Lenny, playoff Lenny, and playoff P Lombardi on the same team. Lombardi Lenny. Oh, you're Lombardi right. You're right. You're right. Lombardi. He's a winner. He's a winner. And. Like, oh, no, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't think they do that because it's they're just already the season started. Unless there's you know an injury or something like that, they'll pick up someone. I don't think it's going to be a big name, but I still look. I was holding out hope for that, but I don't think they're going to give any draft capital to Denver to get him. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens, and and you just want to see more out of your run game. And this is nothing against Joe Mixon. I feel like I always have to say that it's, because yeah, it's it's all the others. And it's, it's, not, it's, not to say they can't get better, especially Chase Brown and yeah. Chris Evans has been hurt. Um, but yeah, they, they, they don't trust them right now. And we don't see why they don't trust them because I think it all comes from practice pretty much. Brian Callahan said that. And I think people took it as he was, he, he was talking about Joe Mixon because he said, we need to see more of that position. And I think he was talking about the other players in that mm -hmm. position, not Joe Fully Mixon. Agree. Yeah, and I think I think people got upset about it, and I, I didn't because I understood what he was saying. And I feel like Joe Mixon has been a positive on the team right now, so he didn't really mean it like Joe. It, it's the RB2 situation. And anytime we talk about running back, that's how I'm feeling right now. It's RB2 only of a concern. Yeah, that's why I was talking about the Deontay Foreman. It's not take Joe Mixon's job. <laughs> like, I'd be shooting higher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Same with Samaj Pira. It's like, yeah, we're, we're talking about, like, can they find a guy that can take some blows off Mixon? Because Mixon right now I think is on pace for the yeah. most touches – he's ever had basically at least carries and that's not a that's that that's dangerous i don't want to mm -hmm. say that's not sustainable i want to say that's dangerous because yeah. running backs have a shelf life and when they get older it's not so much that they just fall off the cliff so much to me it's that the injury risk goes up and once you're injured and playing injured we saw it last year with Mixon. He just wasn't as efficient. He wasn't as explosive. He lost some balance. It wasn't great. And Piran was maybe the better runner between the two for a lot of the year because he yeah. was so injured. And I, I think Mixon's the better runner in general. But yeah. when you get to that point, if that happens and he misses time, what does it look like? Like that is like the scary part to me of like maybe that's how you end up signing a Lenny Fournette off the streets is Mixon gets hurt and they look at the other guys and they go, I just don't think we can hand it to them. 15 times this game like even if there's three of them and we're splitting it five 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 I, I they don't think they can handle it I'm still trying to figure out what the Chris Evans plan is because I have no clue every single year the year I finally hopped on board because in the preseason he yeah. ran between the tackles I will say I think there was a, there were still a few plays where he definitely did not read it correctly and he tried to bounce it be an athlete but it just seemed like he actually is trying now so I was like maybe maybe it's there maybe it's there. they see him more than we do
they see him yeah. more than we do. And I think that's where we have to just say, you know, throw up your hands. We've barely seen him run. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens out of RB2. And, and maybe Chase Brown or Travion will get more touches in the next game. If Again, it's a balance. So Joe Mixon doesn't take all the heat uh, going into the rest of the season. We want Joe to be there at the end. Uh, we'll go ahead and give a prediction on what's going to happen between the Cincinnati Bengals, Seattle Seahawks. I think I went first last time, so it is your turn. Go. <laughs> Wait over who has to go first, not over. Oh, I want to get my prediction out there. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. I think the Bengals offense seems to have figured itself out. I think that, yes, there was an opponent issue there, but I also think that they match up okay, maybe even solid against the Seahawks defense who can give some teams issues just because they are very reliant on the run game. I think the Bengals win 31-27, and that right. is well over the over-under, but uh, I don't feel confident about any bet on this. I do think these teams are fairly evenly matched. Like The Seahawks are a playoff team, and the Bengals are either going to be without T. Higgins or have a, you know an injured T. Higgins out there, and he's a huge part of the team. I, I don't know. I, I think Seahawks are good. Let's not doubt them. But I think the Bengals win this game. I will say this. The over and under is something I've been thinking about all week. Okay. I don't think the Bengals get to 30 plus. I want to be okay. wrong. I hope that happens. I hope I am completely wrong. And we go back on this podcast and say, Lindsay, the offense is back. They did it again. Here we go. I am optimistic about Joe Burrow. Um, just his Instagram comment after the game and says, it's time to go mobile. What we saw in the Arizona game was encouraging. I know it was against Arizona's defense, and this will be a different matchup versus the Seattle Seahawks, but I'm encouraged by Joe Burrow. It looks like he hasn't lost steps. I think people thought he forgot how to play football during the injury, and, and it's it's really encouraging over the last week. So offensively, I think it's going to be fun. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball, but you focus on your best players. Do you have Jamar Chase? Um, maybe T. Higgins goes in this game. I'm not going to say he's going to get a lot of touches or, or anything like a lot of receptions because I think they're going to take it pretty easy on him. But you have guys like Trent Irwin. Um, maybe it's a Tyler Boyd game. We'll see what happens there. But overall, I'm only I'm going to put 24 for this offense, and I'm going to say it's a three-point game, and the Seahawks get 21. It's going to be a close battle. I feel like four quarters, it's going to be up and down, different lead changes, and um, it should be a pretty good matchup for two talented teams. Uh, ta- I say have, talent, where they're at in the season. We have predicted this game. We've predicted the same result of each game so far. We've predicted the what, – what do you mean? The, no, me and you, we've predicted the same exact result to each game so far. We, we went win, win, win. Yeah, and then we predicted the loss coming against the Rams. And then we I couldn't, pick, against I couldn't pick against them. I couldn't pick against them after their, their bounce-back performance. And it feels like Joe Burrow it feels a little back. It, it yeah. makes me nervous saying that. It really does make me nervous, even though I put it out there. Um, but I, I'm optimistic about Joe Burrow mm-hmm. right now. When they play the 49ers in a couple weeks, believe me, 
that's going to be that's going to be one I'm thinking about a little bit longer. Um, this one should be a good matchup. I, I think it's going to be a close game, three-point game. I know the line changed uh, to two and a half, but um, yeah, that's where I'm at right now, and it should be a good game. It's going to feel like Seattle weather, so perfect for them. Uh, 50 Ooh, degrees. Is there rain? There's a chance of sprinkles. 